Blog Talk Radio. Blessing by Grace Radio. Tonight is Thursday, September the 17th, 2020. We're currently in the Apple Valley studio. We're going to be acclaimed bishop, founder, and overseer of the Greater All Nations Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ tonight, ladies and gentlemen, the Honorable Dr. Bishop Alfred Moore. Yes, yes, and yes, tonight is our weekly food for the soul Bible study session. We will be teaching you and feeding you spiritual nourishment tonight. Dr. Moore will be breaking down the religious barriers, as he does every week by giving you topics after topics that have meanings, where you can be spiritually fed from week to week. Every Thursday night, you get to spiritually feast, eat on the Word of God. So get out your notepads, and tonight, let us feast. I'm ready for the Word, are you? Because these lessons are amazing, amazing, amazing. So ladies and gentlemen, tonight, the man of the hour. He will be with you momentarily. He's getting prepared to break down the word 
of God to you. We are so elated that 10 years strong, you guys. We're grateful for 10 years. I don't know about y'all, but we've been 10 years in this radio thing, and the Lord has countless, surmountable amount of time blessed us, not just on Blog Talk Radio. In case y'all didn't know, we have over 15 other podcasting sites, and if you say, what is a podcast? A podcast is kind of like talk radio, but it's where you're not at a big old radio station in the car. That's what a podcast is. It's talk radio for internet, and we have 15 of them that stand behind us, that walk with us, that promote us, and they're happy that we have a chance to be on the air. So that is a blessing. To be with 15 other podcasting sites, the Lord is really opening the door. One time in church, um, our bishop had said, that he saw himself with a large church, members everywhere. And one of our members of the church had said, because it talks about building the church on a rock, one of the members of the church had said, standing rock. And when she explained it to me, she was literally saying the location as to where the radio station is, the internet radio station, that that's what he meant when he was standing on the rock. So she paired the two together. And ever since then, I've always felt like that, hey, that's the absolute truth that the Lord has spoke this into him, and that now it's true. So now let's get into the word of God. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Moore. God bless. Thank you. Amen. I will announce it tonight, bringing us on once again. God bless you in Radio Land tonight. This is Dr. Moore coming to you tonight to give you food for thought from the word of God. Put your spiritual ears on tonight. As we go, amen, and break the bread of life. We're coming to you tonight, amen, from the book of Genesis, chapter 1, 26 and 27. And 1 Corinthians 15, chapter 15, 45 through 49. Genesis 1, 26 and 27 reads and says, And God said, let us make man in our image, after our own likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowls of air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth up on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. First Corinthians 15 and 45 says, And so it is written, The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Howbeit was not first which is spiritually, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritually. The first man is of the earth. He's earthly. And the second man is the Lord from heaven. As the earth, such are they also that are earthly. And as 
in the heaven, such are they also that are heaven. And as we have borne the image of the earth, we should also bear the image of the heavenlies. We want to try to grasp with us tonight from these scriptures. God made man in his own image. Man was made in the image of God. And when I think about this and how important that this is, out of all the creation that God made, all the things that God created, he didn't create nothing in his image but mankind. So, amen, that is very important to me, amen, as we began to get into the word of God. Genesis 2 and 7 say, And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Man was created from the dust of the earth. A very beautiful specimen that God had made. And I believe that it had all the arguments in it that would cause a man to function, but it didn't have no life in it. How important God was looking down upon his creation that he had made. God made a dead man. Adam was dead, come from clay. He was a dead man. The first man, uh, the first man God created was lifeless. He didn't have no life in him. Lifeless, made from the dust of the ground. It was just there, but it was lifeless because it was made from the dust of the ground. Adam did not remain without life. For God, think about this, the creator of heaven and earth, God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. God breathed it into that clay vessel. And man began to come alive. How awesome, how great God is. And man became a living soul. Genesis 2 and 7, he, be, he, he became a living soul. Now, amen, that earthly body had some momentum in it, and it began to move. It became a living soul. 
This man was not a living soul until he received the creativity, breath of God. He was nothing before God breathed into him the breath of life. Think about you and I as human beings. If it wasn't for the Lord, we would just have been a specimen that looked good, seen like we probably could function, but we couldn't move because we didn't have life in us. You see, Jesus is life. Each person is distinguished it's destiny to die. We got a physically body, and that body going to die, according to Hebrew 9 and 27. But his spirit shall live forever somewhere. Yeah, our earthly body, one of these days is going to shed, and it's going to go right back to the dust from whence it come, but our spiritually body is going to continue to live according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 50 through 54. We have been made spiritually beings in the image of God and shall contemplate the core we are given to our soul. We are spiritually beings as well as we are natural beings. And so we are the only thing that created in the image of God. No. And I think it is important, amen, for us to take a look at ourselves and let us know, amen, that without the breath of the Lord breathing in us as we talking and moving today, we just wouldn't be here. Although we will cover the creation of mankind in the image of God, we will emphasize the importance of understanding that it was God's breath that gave Adam life. It was God's breath, not 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 man's breath, not man's creation. But it was God's breath that gave Adam life. This is a classic example of an invisible animation that visit visible, invisible to visible. The appearance of the lifeless body of Adam were changed very little physically by the infusion of life. 
his life didn't, didn't come on and take a great change when God blew the breath of life in him. Yet the breath of life, it makes all the difference in Adam's existence. Humanity, we are made in the image of God. And I want you to think of it tonight. Without the creation of God, we we wouldn't exist. No matter who we are, how smart we think that we are, we are breathing the breath of Almighty God. No wonder Job says, he says, the Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away. It is God the one that gave us breath, and it's God the one that takes breath from us. We also will contrast the two Adams. The first man, Adam, whom God placed in the garden, and the one who Scripture called the last man, Adam. There were two Adams. One that was physically and one that was spiritually. Jesus Christ. This makes an interesting study. For the former was made a living soul. And the latter was made a quickness spirit. One was made a living soul and the other was made a quickness spirit. This also will amen cover the dual nature of humanity. And as we have borne the image of the earth, we know what we look like on earth. All of our earthly houses somewhat resemble each other. But well, there's an earthly house and there is a spiritual house. We don't born the image of the earth. We shall also bear the image of the heaven. There is another image that we are, when I say we, I'm talking about the believers in Jesus Christ is going to bear the image of the heaven. Of those that go to heaven. First Corinthians 15 and 49. We rarely consider three images. The physical image, the spiritually image, and the heavenly image. We were made in the image of God. How important, what is man that God is so mindful of? Why do God think so much of man? It is interesting, amen, that God made mankind in his image. God says, somebody is to look like me. Mirror, mirror on the wall. 
in the land of Pharaoh's of old. Look in the mirror. You want to see God? Look in the mirror. As it is interesting that God made mankind his image, yet God had no physical image. God is a spirit. And they that worship him, they must worship him in spirit and in truth. God had no physical image until he became flesh at Bethlehem. God put on a physically image. When he came down and got pregnant by Mary, not got pregnant by Mary, but the Holy Ghost was in in Mary. This little baby put on a physically body and grew into manhood. Colossians 1 and 15 states that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. You want to see God? You got to see Jesus. If you want to see God, see Jesus. Jesus is the image. He's a mirror of who God is. There is a scripture says, the disciples, they wanted to see the Father. And Jesus said, have not I been so long a time with you, and yet you don't know me? When you see me, you see the Father. Not all together looking at this physical flesh. That is not the Father. But when you can see me as who I am, you see the Father. He became flesh at Bethany. Colossians 1, 15 states that Jesus is an image of the invisible God. Later in the same letter, Paul proclaimed, for in him, in who? In Jesus, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead body. Colossians 2 and 9. In Jesus. All of the Godhead is in Jesus. All of the fullness of the Godhead is in Jesus. How then can mankind be made in the image of God thousands of years before Christ's birth in Bethlehem? The answer seemed clear. Almighty God created mankind in his image as a spiritually 
being an immoral nature. He created mankind as a spiritual being with a moral nature. Father God imparted to mankind his characteristics and his qualities that are similar to his own. Mankind was to act like God acted, look like God looked. Not so much of the physically out of appearance, but the image of God. We ought to be like God. Now only, not only are we made with a human body, but we are made in the image of God's deity. To have only the physical imprint of God in flesh would leave us merely as an animal that possesses a physical body as did Jesus. However, this is not the case because we received a divine imprint that has left us with qualities that resemble our creator. Mankind got qualities that resemble his creator. We are made in the image of God. Do we act like God? That's a different story. One of the divine import quality is creativity. When God made Adam, he left a little of himself in Adam. It was a little God that was left in Adam. That, that's why Adam had some of the attributes of God because it was a little of God left in Adam. And I would like to say it is a little God is in all of humanity. This is not to say we possess his deity. We don't possess his deity. We are substantiated different from God. We, we are different. Even we in his image, but we are different from him. Perhaps it would be more accurate to say he left his imprint on us. Much like a craftsman work often reflects his own character and nature, God imprint, God imparted his creativity ability in us. We are creatures that also like to create things. Why do we all always is trying to make things because we are like our creator. 
it should not seem strange that we are the recipient of his ability to create. When we find man trying to create, all he done is trying to follow his creator. But God himself was indeed the creator. As creator, God made nothing, God made things out of nothing. Look how great he is. He made things out of nothing. John wrote, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that were made. St. John 1 and 3. All things were made by him. And when we're speaking of that, I'm talking about Jesus, our creator. His name was not called Jesus at that time. But all things were made by him. In the letter to the Colossians, Paul addressed it. For by him were all things created. By who? You say by God? All things were created? Yes, I would say definitely by God all things were created. And we're going to find out who God really is. By him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth. Whether it's visible or invisible, it was created by him. Him who? By Jesus Christ. Him. God is a spirit. But when we refer to him, we're speaking about Jesus. Whether they be throne, dominion, principalities, or power, all things were created by him. Remember, you and I were created by him. Everything that existed upon the face of this earth was created by him. And he is before all things, before anything was, he was already. How great or deep the mystery of God is. Before anything was, created, he was already in existence. And for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Colossians chapter 1, 16 and 17 verse. Since nothing exists before him, we know that he made everything out of nothing. 
Our Creator made everything out of nothing. What a great God this is. There were creators at the highest level. Although mankind is unable to create at such an ultimate level, God has enabled him to create at a much lower level. Simply to put it, only God is able to make something out of nothing. My God, think about it. Only God is able to make something out of nothing. We have only the ability to make something out of something else. Mankind only have the ability if something already exists. He can work on it, but God don't need nothing to exist before he can make it come alive. Mankind is called a creator if he takes raw material or other things and use them to make something else. But it has always been something already existed. He couldn't just take nothing out of nothing and bring something forward. Only our creator can do that. And we were created in his image. We were created to be smart people, wise people. Of course, we don't seem to use it. But that's what God created us to be. Another quality God gave mankind is imagery as the facilitator of action. Forming new ideals or image or concept of extreme objects. The word imaginary came from a root word translated as image. Therefore, being made in God's image, has gave mankind imagination. Man is always imagining things. This is a facility that animals do not have, although some animals behave like experts. Animals cannot have faith. Animals don't have to have faith. To have faith, one has to believe. We are different than animals. To believe a person has to imagine. Imagination is more than an animal is capable of experiencing. 
Obvious faith is more than experiencing imagination. But a person cannot believe without first imagining. See, God gave us a strong mind. Nevertheless, death ranges from Adam to Moses. Even over them that had not sinned, after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is a figure of him that was to come. Romans 5 and 14. Although mankind was made in the image of God, we have not yet seen the image in its glorified fullness. We ain't really seen the image, amen, in God's glorified fullness. As we look at ourselves and others, we can see that which was patterned after God's image. Yet we all long to see the complete work of the manifestation of holiness and his character of God in their fullness. All we are waiting to see what the Lord really looks like. We just want to behold his face. To truly be like Jesus Christ in all of his fullness and heavenly glory. That's what we are waiting on. We are waiting to see our king in his fullness. We, we saw him in his image. In his physical image, he looked like a man. He had the characteristics of God. He had the attributes of God. He talked like a man. And he desired the thing that a man would desire. But yet we haven't seen him in his fullness. Utterly salvation. We'll reveal the image of Christ and his believers. Salvation is going to be the one that is causing us to really understanding who Jesus Christ is. Accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And being led by his spirit is going to ultimately bring us into total salvation. And salvation, amen, is going to let us know one day who Jesus really is and how he really looks and how we were made in the image of God. Behold, now are we, we the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For he shall 
see him as he is. We're going to see him as he really is. First John 3 and 2. We don't see him as he is now. But we're going to see him as he really is. Paul explained it to the Corinthians. These, this was a church, amen, that in some parts was hard to understand spiritual things. So Paul, amen, explained this thing to the Corinthians. For now we see him through a glass darkness. We see him partially. We don't see him like he really is. We see him through a glass Dark, but then face to face, the darkness is gonna dissipate, and we're gonna see him one day face to face as he really is. My God, now I know in part, we only know in part, we know him in part right now, but then shall I know even as also I am known. We're going to know him in the fullness of who he is. First Corinthians 13 and 12, we're going to know him. We know him in parts now. But one day, amen, the darkness is going to dissipate, and we're going to see him. But in order to see him, you're going to have to be like him. If you're not like him, you don't want to see him. I think Jesus is going to surprise many of us, amen. He's not just a moral man. He's God Almighty. My God, although we are saved from sin in this life, only in eternity will we, will we realize the complete is of our redemption. Amen. Only when we get to heaven will we really realize the completeness of our redemption. Yes, we may be saved from sin in this life. But we still don't really know the fullness of who we really is, of what we're going to be like. But Romans 8 and 23 tell you, when we finally and ultimately say in heaven, our observing of Jesus Christ and our fellowship with him will be without limitation. When we finally get there, our fellowship and our limitation with him, uh, 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 and our fellowship with, with him, it'll be without limitation. It won't be no limit. We'll be here with him forever and ever and ever. And remember, ever will he be like. We shall be like him. We were made in his image. Man was made in the image of God in the image to do right, put on God's nature. We've done everything, amen, but putting on the nature of the Lord. 
walking in his footsteps, holding up his name. We've done everything contrary to what he made us to be. God made us to serve him. He didn't make us to serve the world. He didn't make us to serve the devil. Old people, middle-aged people, young people, God did not make you to serve sin. He made you and I to serve him. Now, judgment will reveal the image of Jesus Christ, the righteous judge. When God began to pour out judgment, it's going to reveal to humanity. It's going to reveal the righteousness of Jesus Christ. When he pour out his is God a righteous judge? Amen. Because he allows certain things to be destroyed. God is a righteous judge. We're going to see him as he is. Judgment will reveal the image of Jesus Christ, the righteous judge of the whole earth. Amen. Amen. He controls the whole earth. Second Timothy 4 and 1. Now the book of Revelation declares that every person will see him. Every person will see him. Even those who crucified him, they're going to see him. Revelation 1 and 7, every eye going to be holy. Every tongue going to confess that he's Lord of Lord and King of Kings. Oh, my God. As of them in salvation, it will reveal him in a redemption, dominion, judgment. It will reveal him in a dominion of damnation. It's going to let you know, amen, that this righteous judge that we talk about, this good God that we talk about, amen, he's going to bring judgment. He's going to pay every man according to his work. We were made in the image of him to serve him and to glorify him. But seeing him at judgment, <clears throat> he will not bring joy. When we see God at judgment, it ain't going to bring joy. It's going to bring sorrow to those who face, amen, his justice. When he be poured out, amen, his, his judgment upon earth, it don't bring joy to us. It brings sorrow. But we were made in his image to serve him. We were made in his image because he he is our creator. He made us out of nothing. His pure and holy face will exonerate the guilt and shame of all mankind saying when we see his face, my God, his his holy faith. Amen. It's going to accelerate the guilt and shame of all of mankind's sin. Fortunately, a believer 
He has the opportunity to allow God to judge his sin in this life. You let the Lord judge your sin right now. Uh, that when you do seek him, amen, you won't have to say like the rocks fall on me and hide me from the angry God that sitteth on the throne. Hallelujah. And deal with them through the new birth. Listen, that's why the Lord come down and gave his life for us on Calvary that we can have a new birth. When we are in Jesus Christ, we are new creation in Christ Jesus. We put Jesus Christ on through his new birth, enabling him to uh, to participate, anticipate the coming of the Lord with joy. Amen. When we put on the new birth, we look for him to come, amen, and to participate, amen, is coming with joy. We're going to be glad to see Jesus. Consequently, every believer eagerly waits the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. A great part of that excitement is anticipating the revelation of our God. I want to see him. I want to know who I want I want to know who he really is. This awesome God that we be talking about. I want to see him face to face. One day, amen, you're going to get a chance to see him face to face. But is it, if it's going to be with joy or if it's going to be regret. Because no sin will glory in his life. Every worshiper wants to see the object of his worship. The song, just to behold his faith expresses so well the desire of every believer. All that I want up in heaven is just to behold his face. I want to be able to look at it. That's why you got to be born again on this earth. You got to come to be a new creature on this earth in order to see Jesus, to look at him. You got to be born again. He got to change you. Adam was a living soul. But Jesus Christ, the second Adam, was a quickening spirit. Although we are looking towards to see the image of God. We must be patient throughout history. Mankind unable to see his faith has been the motivation for idolatry. They couldn't see his faith. Mankind couldn't see God's faith, so they decided, man, we're going to worship some idol. We're going to make us some idolatry. We're going to make something, amen, that we can see. We don't, we tired of, amen, talking about this Jesus, amen, and can't really see him. So they began to make idolatry. Humans had molds, carving, and they didn't have out images for centuries so they could see their deity and bow down to them. All these false little gods, man, 
created and hands out of some kind of stone or some kind of wood, amen, and go and bow down to it and, and pray, amen, because they want to see somebody's face. And the Lord plainly told us, thou shalt have no other God before him. God don't like the, uh, his children is to bow down to idolatry. A statue ain't nothing but idleness. A statue don't have no life. A statue can't give you no salvation. I don't care whether they holler St. Jude, St. Adam, uh, ever who they holler. They can't give you no life. But mankind looking for Jesus, they want to see his face. When Israel was in the wilderness waiting for Moses, to come down from the mountain to this same desire. They could not see Moses. Moses' face was splitten with the glory of God. And they couldn't see Moses, who had been gone for over a month, and they could not see Jehovah. So they made a small G-O-D so they could see after the, the 32nd chapter. They made an idol God. We, we need to get all this idol out of our churches, out of our homes, amen. We need to get out these idols out of our homes. Find down to these idols. It's going to be a repay to us. Because we wish everything that God told us not to bow down to. Who is the image of the invisible? Jesus Christ is the image. Who is the image of the invisible God? Jesus Christ is the image of the invisible God. The first born of every creation. Colossians 1 and 15. If you really want to see God, look at Jesus. And if you want to see Jesus, look at God. Not only is Jesus all the fullness of God, but he is also all of God that we can see. You ain't going to see no more God, amen, than when you see Jesus. Jesus said, I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. He said, I and my Father are one. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, Colossians 2 and 9. The Godhead consists of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. There are many references to these three in the Scripture. However, we must understand that nowhere in the Scripture do we find as indicated of a Trinity person. The Bible didn't say there are no three persons. But he said that 
three representations, a manifestation of the one God. Jesus Christ is the only visible image or expression of God. While on the island of Patmos, the apostle John actually looked into heaven and he saw the number of persons on the throne in heaven. Revelation 4, 1 and 2. He said, after this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and first voice which I heard was, as it was the voice of a trumpet talking with me, saying, come up hither, and I will show thee things that which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one that sitteth on the throne. It wasn't but one sitteth on the throne. This is Dr. Moore got to continue this. Amen. We are made in the image of the Lord. Let us worship God in spirit and in truth. That was beautiful coming from Dr. Moore tonight. Let us, let us wallow in on this beautiful lesson we heard from him tonight. Let us study upon this word. Let us feast, feast, and feast. This is awesome sauce that tonight he came and brought the word, and we are so elated for that. We shall be back next Wednesday for prayer. Also next Thursday, we'll be back for Bible study. We love you. God bless and God speak. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. God bless you.